This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From the Chuck Barris Stations in Hollywood, California, it's The Dating Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V-I-G! Ah! You know, I'm listening right now. And I can't believe this blaspheme that I'm hearing, putting down Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, dude. Oh, that's not excellent, my dudes. You know, like, <laughs> they're party legends. Wild Stallion! How could you not be ready for the number three? <laughs> You're me, and I'm you. What number am I thinking of? Oh, 69, dude! And now she went from to four to our feature presentation. Not sure what's happening there. Oh, I think you know. Oh, okay. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Tuesday morning. It is the sixteenth of April. Jensen, mm-hmm. tell me about it. Thirty-one points down. Mm-hmm. They Clip- came back. Clippers last night. Yes. Yeah. Greatest comeback in NBA playoff history, Kevin. Against the number one seed in Golden State, which is a huge part of this. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, the Warriors don't lose in Golden State. And it, it over and over, this team, with a roster that is a little over mediocre, huh. has continued to do the unthinkable. Did the Warriors die? They, I mean, listen. You what mean like happened? literally physically like, die? Somebody on the team had to keel over. 31 points down about halfway through the third it started to turn. You're kidding. Yeah, it it, it is uh it was an unparalleled comeback. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, what's the series now? 1-1. One, one. One, one. Oh, wow. Going back to LA coming here. It's 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 a team, man. I, it, it it's the first time in the NBA I've ever seen. You just trade away all your good players and you're you get better. That's yeah, the strategy. That's weird. Yeah. I think yes. the chemistry 
of whatever group is out there that just play well together? If there's five guys out there that are really moving the ball and being where they're supposed to be? I guess. But that's what Golden State does, too. Well, I mean, and have the best players in the NBA on their team. But 31. I know. It's a ton. That's insanity. In Golden State, yeah. I mean, if you came back from 10 back against Golden State, that's heroic. Yeah. Uh, It's it's unimaginable. Players from Golden State are waking up this morning going, what? What Yeah. They did did not look happy. They had a 31-point lead. And that's a spirit killer. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Now you're going back to L.A. and you feel that pain. It's going to be pretty good. I mean, they're still the Warriors. Uh, (laughs) You can't count them out. I wouldn't bet against them. But I will tell you one thing. Jerry West is the greatest basketball mind of all time. Yeah, really. I know that everyone always says that, but this is more impressive than anything he's ever done. I mean, other than the Kobe trade, which was uh, unheard of. It's tough to pick a highlight from that guy's life. Yeah, but But I think the NBA logo should be changed from him dribbling to just him at a desk. Because this is... (laughs) Just signing something. This is insane. The guy we traded for Tobias Harris, which a lot of people believed was a move because they thought they weren't making the playoffs. They were like, oh, we're going to get rid of Tobias Harris because, you know, let's start getting ready for next year. The guy they traded for, uh, Shamut, Shamut, uh, he won the game last night with a three-point. I mean, the guy you traded for as, as a you know, like a second place right? Wow, won the game. Yeah. Well, Lou Williams mm. is still trending oh. today, by the way. He's uh, quite a once-in-a-lifetime star for a sixth man. I mean, Lou Williams is remarkable. Well, it's very exciting. I mean, I uh, I was thinking about you. I was thinking about Dave last night. I was thinking about how unbelievably happy the Clippers' last win of the playoffs must feel. <laughs> Christine hey, we're, as well. Listen, we're coming back to Staples. Look, this is what we hope for. They are the Warriors. I know. Right. But ha- Boogie Cousins looks injured. There's a bunch of stuff looking up Not for Not Boogie. Us. Yes, Boogie. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you are optimistic. Uh, I'm optimistic to make this a series, yes. Okay. I never okay. want to be optimistic that you're going to beat the Warriors. That sounds... I can't speak for Kevin here, but I'm I'm rooting for the Clippers all the way. Yeah, so. I can't do that. Come yeah. on. I'm happy Kevin. for my friends that yeah. are right, Clipper but fans. But the Lakers are out. Why not root for the Clippers? It's not the same thing. You know I don't what? know how many times Bring to tell you that. Bring a championship to L.A. I'll not be the same with you. thing. I'll be honest with you. I would never expect Kevin to have the time because he's watching so much Kings playoff hockey. Well, <laughs> okay. That's, that's true. Be- oh, uncalled. He doesn't wait have that time. Uncalled. I did watch last night. I was watching hockey instead of that that basketball game. But not my team. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we have time for the thing? Sure. I was, uh, two things have uh, have uh, dovetailed nicely into each other. I tweeted about this on Sunday. I went out to my regular breakfast spot in New Orleans on uh, Sunday morning for breakfast, and I was having a chat with my server, who I see most weeks. We have a friendly relationship. Poor server. Get, about, that, get um, that server's number, would you? She's about 22, I want to say. and She's a very, very nice lady. Mm-hmm. And we were chatting about summer plans. She's going to going with to North Carolina over the summer, and she's excited about that. And I told her that I would be going to Seattle, and she said to me, "Seattle is that in the United States?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was surprised that she said that. Not that everybody knows every city in America, but I feel like Seattle is of a size that even if you've never been there, you would have heard of it. Just like I would expect you have heard of Minneapolis right, and you've of heard of Dallas. Of you know, course. just some cities, Phoenix, some cities are big enough that you think people have heard of it. And um, then I started thinking about it. You should have started I've... messing with her, dude. No, I didn't. Totally I, told her, I pulled out my phone and I showed her where it was. And at first I told her, I said, you know where California is? And she said, yes, you knew where California is. Wait, California is in the United States? <laughs> I said, Oregon, I said, Oregon is just above that. And then Washington and Seattle is very close to Canada in the very upper left-hand corner. And then I showed it to her on my phone, right? So I started thinking about, does it matter 
that a 22-year-old that lives in New Orleans who will probably never go to Seattle knows where Seattle is? Because it used to really, really bug me when people said things. And, Kevin, you know this because sure. I work with you. So I said a lot, a, lot of, of, right. a lot of dumb things uh-huh. that you didn't know. Sure. And it, it used to really bug me. But I've kind of gotten to the point now where it's surprising, but I don't know that it really affects your life. Uh, Bean is growing up. Look at that. I I don't think it's growing up. It matters. Bean, it does matter that she would know if something's in the United States. Your your bar is lowering too much. It is. It's lowering a lot. But why? But why does it matter? It will never affect her life. How do you ever? I mean, that's. Because at some point, she's going to. Somebody's going to be telling a story about going to Seattle or she's going to go wherever. I was telling a story about going to (laughs) Seattle and she didn't know what it was. But I'm saying at some point, it's going to affect her. And at that point, she'll go, oh, I didn't know that. And she'll learn it. And it's fine. What's the, what's the downside? Who it's cares? It's her own country, though. I mean, but I feel like I feel like I'm with Kevin now, which is uh, we all we all try to learn. We we all don't need to be James on Jeopardy, is what I'm saying. We all kind of learn well, what we need to know, and if down. we don't know other stuff, is it that big a deal? I I think there's a, a huge jump from not knowing where Seattle is to being James on Jeopardy. I think a, ba- a tiny knowing jump. basic things, yeah, is kind I, of. But my thing is, being this really used to drive being crazy, and because I thought everyone was a dumbass, right? And now I realize you're Everyone's not a dumbass, a dumbass if you oh. if you don't know everything. You I, just you know what you need to know. I think it's easier just to think everyone's a dumbass and then not let it bother you. That's easy. Why Guys, don't not- we just let Bean grow up and be happy? <laughs> you're right. You're right. What's wrong with you two? Yeah. I'm just reminding you, knowing not knowing that Seattle's in the United uh-huh, States, right? Is- so far uh, gone. Like, right. Okay. We then should, help me, Jensen. Yes. Help me understand why it matters to a 22-year-old who works at a restaurant and has her own life with her boyfriend and her child mm-hmm. in New Orleans, Louisiana. Why does she ever need to think about Seattle any more than she needs to think about Singapore? Well, I, that's, Honestly. Singapore is in the United States? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just an oh. example. It's another city that oh, she has oh, oh. no interaction with, so who cares? Because I think that knowing what what is in i'm not even saying hand her a map and have her pointed out knowing what is in your country right i feel is good to have an overall knowledge of i mean i guess i, I think it would be mean to say she shouldn't know politics she should know the things that are going on around her very specifically and locally look at kevin he's in the freaking hall of fame he doesn't even know who president is <laughs> uh, Bing, can How i ask you? you a question yes ma'am same girl or different that... different okay Different girl. Yeah, they same hire... Rest, uh, same restaurant? They, that what? Same restaurant. That didn't know that bacon came from pigs. Oh, right. Yeah. Wow, yeah, they hire him right there. Or they're having they, a blast doing pranks on that guy who comes in all the right? time. <laughs> That's why I say I want to talk to her <laughs> and find out what her interactions with You won't believe what are. I told him today. I told him I didn't know Seattle was in the U.S. <laughs> no, the blank look on her face. She's not that good an actor. She didn't know Seattle was in the U.S. Okay, so I said it dovetails nicely into it. Real quick, here's why I bring it up. Because I also saw an article in the Washington Post yesterday. Yesterday, which Kevin is a newspaper, very popular. Sure. Uh, that talk, I memorize it, a, it every day. It, it was a fireside chat, is what he called it, from the chief meteorologist for the ABC affiliate in Birmingham, Alabama. And he said, we're in the storm season now. We just had tornadoes go through much of the south this past weekend. And he said, many people do not cannot find themselves on a map. They do uh, not know where, where they, they live, live themselves? on a map. Yes. So he said, I want audiences to know where they are on this map because we bring you these severe weather maps and it's important for you to realize the weather that is coming your way. 
He said, listen, we don't expect people to be geographers or radar meteorologists. There are a lot of things I'm not good at, but it's during severe weather, we use maps. And we have learned that a large percentage of people in our state, again, Alabama, and in many states cannot find themselves on a map. He says, if I gave you a blank map, would you be able to put a dot within 50 miles of where you live? Here's the sentence. We've seen studies which show about 85% of the population cannot. That, that That's... Pain, it, that's wait, painful. Wait, in, in that state or in the United no, States? No, in yeah, the U.S. Across the United in the States. States. Yeah. Okay. They hand 85% them a of difference. people, if they hand them a blank map of Indiana and say, okay, you live in Indiana, put a dot on the map where you live, that many people couldn't do it. That's shocking to me. I feel like I have at least some spatial awareness of where I am in the in the city, in the state, and in the country. But you don't. Do you think that comes into play in twenty two year old life? Um, well, his when point it comes is it should. Weather, it should. Because, I'm because it of should. severe weather, right? I, I think it's she all, should know where New Orleans is. It's all because, relative. These are all truths. You should know your own surroundings, and I think that the U.S. should be considered our surroundings. If someone yesterday was like, where's Notre Dame? I've never heard of it. I'd, I'd sort of roll my eyes, but at least be like, They Listen. play USC like every <laughs> year. Different. I don't know what's wrong with you. But like, not huh? NBC? What? Different place. Come on. <laughs> she, and she's like, is the hunchback okay? <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? Like, we, That's different to me. At least I'll give you a little bit of a pass. But this Yeah, is... because she's never going to Europe, and she probably doesn't have to know anything about Europe. Jeez, but she should being... know about America is what you're saying. But Jensen, Bean, Bean goes might... through life she might being move. upset at everybody. Right, this is so... good for you. You're saying it's growth. Yes. Okay. I feel His like his heart grew one size bigger yesterday. I feel like it is too. I feel like I I've in recent you. years, and again, I attribute it all to Kevin. In recent <laughs> years, I've just decided that you don't. You're not a bad guy just because you don't know stuff. Yeah. You know that uh, Game of Thrones, that uh, Tyrion, I uh, drink and I know stuff. Kevin's half of that, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with the half that he picked. <laughs> uh, I believe in you. Right. All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin Abicho, shall we? Well, I guess I'll still hit my button. Yes, I believe in you. <laughs> you were going to play that too, just before Jensen did. Yeah, I That's had it. Funny, yeah. I had I'm it being like, and loaded. I'm being like, yeah. Uh, Phil Kogan, the host of Amazing Race, joined. Guy who knows everything. Guy who's been to over 120 countries. He tweeted yesterday. I don't remember exactly what the details were, but like, like 21 days, and they went to 28 locations for the yeah. show or something. Yeah, like they that. filmed they all of Amazing Race in three weeks. Right? That's ridiculous. It is. But I think that's also what puts so much pressure on the contestants because mm-hmm. they get tired quick and, and annoyed quick just because of all that travel. I thought it was a green screen, so I feel dumb. <laughs> uh, you back into a parking spot, then we you're have... a dick. I'm sorry. Then you're a dick. That's an odd choice. I still, I think it's one of the weirdest decisions people make. Weird is fine, but, but I'm not sure you're a dick. Yeah, at a concert, you don't back into a spot so you can get out super I, easy? I never back into a spot. Ever? No. And I think when, like, see other people do it, I think it's a... You're like, like the girl that doesn't know Seattle's in the United States. <laughs> no, Sorry. Please. <laughs> it's a time waste. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, animal stories on the program today. We have Afro on the show today, some feedback from our listeners, and we have uh, tickets for April Foolishness. And today we're going to be looking for blonde jokes. Oh. At 7 o'clock this morning, we'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Allie's here with our first look at what's happening on a Tuesday. Guys, I wasn't aware that Game of Thrones can be funny. What? Apparently it's pretty funny. 
I watched the episode. You did? You did. Did My you first chuckle? ever Game of Thrones episode. And? I don't recall a, a funny moment, but is it the type of thing that you would have needed to know something about the characters or the storyline to get? I think you might have. Um, okay. You would have to know about a character named Eddie. No, there's no one in Game of Thrones yeah. named Eddie. Um, it, <laughs> was, Eddie? Uh, it was Ed Sheeran's character. And remember when he was on Game of Thrones and people just lost their minds. Yeah, they right. hated it. It was awful. He wound up leaving social media because he's like, I don't like these people yelling at yeah, me all the time. Yeah, just want to be on his favorite show. Because <laughs> yeah. it seemed like stunt casting. Well, it, yeah, they just kind of plopped him in there. Right. But during the show, people learned the fate of Ed, Eddie. Um, apparently, he was the victim of dragon fire. One of the three women he was sleeping with on the show said... That boy Eddie came back and his face burned right off. He's got no eyelids now. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. So, that's about it. That is funny. I love that. That actually delighted me. Kevin, uh, you watched the episode as well. I did. And you, like me, are not a Game of Thrones fan. Um, I think I'm becoming one. I liked it. Yeah. You liked it. Okay. Yeah. Am I going to go back and watch the whole series? I would if I had time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but you're watching King's Playoff game. Yeah. yeah, sure. Questions Playoff games. Should I do it? Never seen one ever. I can, mean, I can just feel I like it? here's what I looked at. Can you? It's yeah. the final season. Mm-hmm. Everyone we know is watching it, and we'll be talking about it. And it might be fun to go along for the ride. All right, and I'll that, watch it. I mean, it's all, it's not that it's only like eight episodes this final season, right? Okay. As I long can, as I can just jump into it and learn about. I Eddie. mean, look, I don't think you can you, so much. You can, can you? jump into it and get the basics. You can yeah. understand exactly what's happening. There's seven kingdoms. They all are fighting. They have to get together to fight the White Walkers. You, you know that. You yeah. probably miss. A bunch of little stuff that you didn't know right. that everybody else is getting, but I think it was good. Well, I felt I was fortunate in that my wife has been watching it since the beginning, so she could tell me which brothers oh. and sisters were having sex. I need to watch it with your wife. You How do. You annoying know. is it watching with you? You're that guy that's like, who's he? Wait, is that his sister? Is that what? Who's that? <laughs> is, You're that guy. Is that with the Donna. throne? Is that the game? Is that the throne? Oh is my that God, the game? I would kill you. <laughs> I would absolutely murder you. I what, tried. What? 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 What is the incest? <laughs> I tried not to ask too many questions, but she was being very helpful because she knew that I didn't know anybody. So if somebody wow. new would show up, she would say, "Oh, this is the relationship of this guy and this guy." That you is know what I mean? true love. She was very. She no was kidding. very nice. She was she very, was very nice. nice. She let me watch it in the same room as her. Wow! At the wow. same time, things are getting better for Bean. And I think we shared a bowl of popcorn, if I recall it correctly. So it was a, it was a love fest. Now, had she watched it earlier, so she wouldn't be interrupted, and then she's no. like, "All right, I'll watch it with him now." <laughs> no, we watched it together. Really? For the first time, yeah. Did you pause it yeah, when she was times. explaining? Yeah, yeah, okay. a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't miss anything. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, she didn't miss it. I think she had a good time. But she also said that it I was... I think she had a good time. Uh, she also said that that's it was... Not the first time he said that's that. That's what your autobiography should be called. <laughs> she also said that for a Game of Thrones episode, it was kind of boring. She said it was just mostly set up for what's going to happen. Sure. So, Understandable. Which makes sense. Yeah. First episode back, I get it. I, so, anyway, I, I enjoyed it. I think I'm in. And I'm glad to hear the... I Thank you for explaining the Ed Sheeran joke. No problem. Would you, would you like to hear the numbers? Yes, please. Keep in mind, uh, HBO in far fewer homes than, say, a broadcast network. Yeah, sure. So when I tell you that Game of Thrones set a massive ratings record for its final season premiere on Sunday, I don't think you're quite grasping how huge this number is on HBO. Well, keep in mind that NCIS has 16 million viewers uh 
regularly. But that's on CBS. That's, that's on CBS a channel everybody everybody everyone can yes. get. Yeah. Well, and people just keep it on and do their chores. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, 17.4 million Tons. viewers. That is a ton. Wow. Yeah. That's an insane number, you guys. Yeah. The prior record holder uh, this season on any network was Big Bang Theory. So... I don't know. Bean was right. I watched that 60 Minutes piece yesterday on Game of Thrones, Amazing. and they talked to pretty much all the actors and actresses, mm-hmm. and they talked to the two guys who were behind it, who had never done any TV before, and they go on location, <laughs> they show you a bunch of stuff, they make up Anderson Cooper as a White Walker. It's fascinating. Really it's, interesting, right? Yes, and if you're a fan of that show, you have to look this up. 60 minutes. I can only imagine people that have w- been watching it since day one are so annoyed with all of us right now. Oh, like, sure. Oh, hey, yeah, can yeah, you believe yeah. how that's, great this show is? That's seems? a given, yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys, get up on Game of Thrones. It's a new <laughs> show on HBO. That's crazy. <laughs> all right, you guys, some birthdays for you. John Cryer, Martin Lawrence, Peter Billingsley, you guys. Daddy's going to kill Ralphie. Remember Christmas story? Yeah. He's talented. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Who else? Claire Foy, Bean. Oh, the queen. The queen. Chance the Rapper and Ellen Barkin, you guys. Animal Kingdom. May, huh? I, add, uh, may I add one more birthday to the list? You may. Miss Cat Corbin. Oh. Cat Corbett. Happy birthday, Cat. That is wonderful. She's not up yet. She's not <laughs> up yet. Hopefully her mom will be up later, though, to wish her a happy birthday, right? I'm sure we can arrange that. Excellent. <laughs> and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. You are uh, running out of time to be the opening act for Kevin and Bean's 11th annual April Foolishness. Deadline is end of show on Friday. Just go to krock.com, be 18 or older, be funny, fill out the form, send us a YouTube link of your comedy, and then we'll announce the top 10 finalists on Monday morning. By the way, I should say this, uh, this is my last April Foolishness. Right. Yeah. And I am uh, very excited by the number of people I have heard from who are coming to the show, A, because it's a great show and a lot of them come every year, but B, because they feel like it's their kind of their last chance to say goodbye, shake a hand, get a photo, which I'm going to be very excited about doing, very excited about meeting a bunch of listeners that night. And by the way, um, he'll say he doesn't, but he loves hugs. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and give him a hug. The tighter, the better. And the longer, the better as well. Yeah, Yeah. and at the end, a little maybe even baseball butt pat. Yes. I uh, don't think that's necessary, but I guess... That's what I'm saying is he says that, but he really does A lot of times, if you just nuzzle him with your nose, it's like right into his chest. He's like, I love it. What I'm saying is if you were on the fence <laughs> about coming to the show, because, I mean, let's face it, it's a great lineup already with Eddie Eft and Jamie Lee and Ray Romano and Felipe Esparza and Greg Fitzsimmons, Adam Ray, plus the Kevin Amin uh, battle rap, plus special guests. If you were still on the fence after all of that, even knowing you can only, you can get tickets for as low as 30 bucks, I'm saying on top of that, maybe the last time we have a chance to meet in person. So please get your tickets, AXS.com. They're on sale now. You're taking all of my time. I'm sorry. I apologize. Britain's Got Talent. Oh. This is a 12-year-old kid. Stop it. For 12, that's good. For 12, that's good. For anyone, that's good. Okay, so that guy, you know, he performs. And how do you follow that? You're the next person up Hmm. on Britain's Got Talent. Difficult. Yeah. This is the next guy. He walks out. He's standing in front of the microphone. 
the the announcers backstage are like going, what's he going to do? And the, the judges are all looking at each other like, when's he, what's ha- going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> the guy's a hand farter. Chihuahua. Yes. He does a medley of three songs. And I'm not going to tell you what they are because you will recognize them as they go. But he walks up there and he stands there. And then he's just got this weird grin on his face. And he starts. And Simon Cowell is one of the judges. And they look at him and he's just like so sour. Oh, I And then it. he goes into another song. And he looks at him and he's like almost smiling. And at the end, he gets a standing ovation yes. from the crowd. Whoa. And the judges. No, he's yeah. your hero. He's my hero. <laughs> oh, can you do that? How do you do it in tune, though? Those guys are the uh, Ryan Seacrest of the show. Mm-hmm. They're asking and, how he does it in that, tune, right? and that's a great mm-hmm. question. Yeah. It's in tune. Yes. Yeah, yes. he's got range. How does he do that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghost but- butters or I'm trying to try to give it a pun. Wow, <laughs> going crazy, oh, clapping along. Ooh. Wow. This sounds flat. Right? I've right. just never been so happy this entire life. <laughs> How does he rate with our American hand farter, oh, I, Kevin? I don't know because our, our American hand farter did maybe the most difficult song ever. For sure. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. But he's here comes a big note. <laughs> now listen. <laughs> when they add to it, you're the best. And everybody's like, Whoa! And the 12-year-old is probably backstage going, Hey! What do I have to do? I just killed and I'm 12! Do they just hand over the trophy now? <laughs> I'm not sure. What happened? So then I spent literally 45 minutes last night, like... I, I knew, like, everyone can do that, right? And I can't. I couldn't. I don't love the sounds yeah, you're making like with your sound. hands. Well, I don't either, but yeah. I would like it to be music, but it doesn't yeah. seem to be. Like, yeah, you, is that a unique skill? That Well, yes, but also when you do it, it sounds clammy. Well, yeah. it doesn't sound like it's supposed to because I'm not doing it. Maybe I need a coach. Oh, oh a hand farting. Yeah. Is there a hand farting coach? Is There's that a thing? There's got to be. Hold on. There might be because there are people who probably can probably do it and oh, teach you how to do wait, it. Wait, Jensen's Jensen. got noise. Ooh, I can't okay. even do that. That's not even Allie? using his hands. <laughs> yeah, I got that. Allie's open. actually making zero sound. I do need yeah. lotion. <laughs> Kevin, what if, what if you get yourself a hand farter coach and I get serious about my ukulele play? Oh. And that's our act at, at, uh, at Coos Christmas. And we go on the road. <laughs> I, <love laughs> I don't know about going on the road, but at least for one night only. Can you imagine if we got to open a Coos to Christmas with that? I am in. <laughs> All in. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. You guys know what you call a really smart blonde? Uh, no. A golden retriever. 
See, that's what we're looking for, guys. Blonde jokes. That's the deal. Being very the... concerned that people don't know what blonde jokes are. <laughs> Just thought a demonstration wouldn't hurt. Very concerned. Do you know why the blonde couldn't call 911? Why? Because she couldn't find the 11 on her phone. Hey, uh, it's a pair of tickets to Kevin Bean's 11th annual mm-hmm. April Foolishes coming up uh, April 26th at the Microsoft Theater. It's a great lineup. By now, you know that. Tickets on sale at AXS.com, where you can win them right now with a blonde joke with a game that we like to call the blonde leading the blonde. Allie is so blonde. Win takes to April Foolishness. Allie, Allie is so blonde, 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 blonde. This is the blonde, blonde, leading the blonde. Don't tell us your joke about blonde, 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 blonde. Ow! Cisco forever! <laughs> You know what's right, fun so is we never preview Omar's <laughs> intros, so we get to hear him for the first time when you do. They always make us laugh. So we're doing this uh, knockout style. You yes. tell a blonde joke, and if the next person's is better than yours, you get hung up on and they move on. If it's the other way around, you stay on to see who the other challengers are. Was it yesterday that the first person won? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put them on hold. No one else could beat them. All right. That's right. Let's uh, start with Dave in Glendale. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. Blonde first joke, all, please. Love- oh, go ahead, what? Uh, here it comes. No, no, you said no, first no, of all you love. No, this is good. Just keep, yeah. I, lo- I love Allie. Oh. I love Allie. Oh, thank you, Tim. Here's my joke. Okay. okay. A blonde walks into a library and says, I'd like a hamburger and fries. And the guy says, lady, this is a library. And she goes, oh, sorry. I'd like a hamburger and fries. Tell us your joke about blonde, blonde, that is going to be tough to beat. That is outstanding. That's a good one. By the way, Allie, you're in no way insulted by blonde jokes. Because I'm not blonde. You've never uh, actually the punch, been blonde. Sucker. Actually, right. I am. I'm a towhead, but that's neither here nor there for this t- this contest. Okay. okay. <laughs> let's, go to, let's go to Mark. Very, that was very blonde. <laughs> let's go to Mark and Covina. Good morning, Mark. <laughs> to you, as well? you as well. All right. Why do blonde girls have bruises around their belly button? Why do blonde girls have bruises around their belly button? Because blonde guys aren't that smart either. Oh, Mark. <laughs> Tell us your joke about blonde, 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 blonde. You know what? That had a twist in it, didn't it? It did. I, I didn't think it was better, it. though. I'm, no. I'm going with Dave. We're staying with Dave. Still the library. Still, still library? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Mark. I think you had me, but we got to go, uh, go, go with the room. All right. Let's go to Nathan in Long Beach. Good morning, Nathan. Morning. All right, you got a blonde joke for us? I do. Um, why did a blonde take a ruler with her to bed? Why did a blonde take a ruler with her to bed? I don't know. To measure how long she slept. Oof. That's not a smart woman. Tell us your joke I think that's the point. Blonde, You're making that blonde lady sound pretty dumb. No, I think that's the point. I mean, uh, no. I think I'm still library. Yeah, library yeah. days. It's like a hamburger and fries. Still yeah. in the lead. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's go to Daniel in Woodland Hills. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, so a blonde calls her mom. She's like, Mom, Mom, I'm a genius. Mother's like, really, dear? How's that possible? And the blonde's like, I finished a puzzle that I've been working on for one year, and on the box it says for two to five years. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. I like it. Uh, wow. Allie, you, what do you think? You're the blonde. I think I still like the library. Same. Daniel, the library. Okay. Daniel, it was so good. It was so good, Daniel. And great delivery from Daniel, yeah. too. Oh, Daniel. Now, maybe Daniel and Dave can go together if they well, I don't think that's how it works. Okay, no. sorry. Thank you. All right, let's go to uh, Sergio, who is calling from Reseda. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, guys. Hey, Sergio. Yeah. 
I believe in you. All right, let's hear your blonde joke. Damn it, I hate that whisper. Uh, what's the difference between a blonde and a brick wall? A blonde and a brick wall? What is the difference? A brick wall has only been laid once. <laughs> Tell us your joke about blom, 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 blom. I see what you there, did there, but no slut shaming on this program. <laughs> <laughs> when do we put that policy in? I'm just saying, blondes have all the sex you want. Uh, Misha Ann? Is that how you say your name? Mike, Michael Ann. Michael Ann. Michael, okay. Well, we a, a lady blonde joke. All right, what do you have for us? <laughs> how do you drown a blonde? How do you drown a blonde? You put a scratch and sniff sticker on the bottom of the pool. <laughs> oh. Because. Tell us your joke about blom, 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 blondes. Uh, Team Dave, I think. Yeah, that was very current with the scratch and sniff stickers. We've <laughs> <laughs> right, got time for just a couple more, and then we're giving away some April Fool's Day tickets. Let's go to uh, Jack, who is streaming from Chicago. Hey, guys. Hey there. Got a blonde joke? Yep. Okay. What's the difference between a blonde and a mosquito? Between a blonde and a mosquito, what is it, Jack? Mosquito stops sucking after you slap it. Oh, boy. Wow. Cool. wow. Jesus. That got, that got dark. That's the Chicago way right there. Wow. Good God, Jack. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> uh, one more. This is it. Look, if, this, if Anthony doesn't knock out Dave, then he is, for the second day in a row, the first caller through and the one who remained the champion through the whole segment. Yeah. Anthony and Anthony uh, Inglewood, good morning. Good morning. No pressure. Blonde joke. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, what do you get a bunch? What do you get when you have a bunch of blondes standing shoulder to shoulder? A bunch of blondes standing shoulder to shoulder would be what? A wind tunnel. <laughs> I, I appreciate <laughs> that Anthony liked it. <laughs> Loved that joke. Anthony loved it. <laughs> he loved it. Walked around with that joke for five years, <laughs> waiting for an opportunity. To Anthony, tell him. Anthony, if he had to pick the winner, I think he'd pick Anthony. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, a pair of tickets to Kevin Bean's 11th annual April Foolishness. It's fast approaching April 26th at the Microsoft Theater with uh, Adam Ray, Felipe Esparza, Greg Fitzsimmons, Eddie If, Jamie Lee, Ray Romano, and the Kevin Bean Rap Battle. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for our friend Dave, who is the winner. Well done, Dave. Yeah. Hey, Dave. Dave, would you consider bringing Daniel that told that other joke? Uh, All right. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. First, the Kevin and Bean Afro line is on the air. 323 520 AFRO. That's our voicemail here at the show 24 7. You're invited to call and leave a message on any topic. Hey guys, it's uh, Toddler777, long time listener, showtime caller. I just wanted to call in again um, as an experiment, actually, to see if um, my message might actually get played on the air. Um, here's the experiment. I'm, it starts now. Um, Omar. You are an incredibly intelligent, smart, great singer, oh. and beautiful-looking man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I uh, how thanks. that call made the huh. cut to get on the ear. Oh, wow. is the guy that, she is the guy that goes through the Afro line to huh. find these calls. I don't know okay. what you're talking about. That guy was... We oh. have a machine that does that. <laughs> oh, I yeah, see. Yeah, okay. It's called the Afro pick. I see. <laughs> <laughs> it's 4.30 in the morning right now, and for the last... 30 minutes, I have been re-watching DJ Omar Khan's Instagram story. He's literally like a 13-year-old kid <laughs> who has just been allowed onto Instagram. He's trying out every filter, hot dogs, <laughs> poop. Please, someone stop him. 
please. No way. The poop emoji is my favorite. I love <laughs> you, that. I'm a dancing poop head. Yeah. You do tend to, to overuse <laughs> I that. I love that. By the way, this he what the guy wants you to stop it, yet he's obsessed with mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. Won't stop watching. Um, I'm not gay or anything, but I mean, come on with the Omar. Omar. Okay. All right. Are you a potato? Because. You're a hot one. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, okay. I'm seeing a real pattern here. Come on. Three in a row is ridiculous. Come on, no. I love Omar Khan. Oh, wait. Omar Khan. And so does Ali McKay. Thank you. Oh, all right. Ali okay. some love, too. Well, spread you. the love, yeah. Thanks, Omar. Sort of an You're afterthought. But... In. <laughs> Omar, I love to ace your deuce. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. A lot of Omar loving these, huh? It's very strange. You that, that Afro pick machine knows how to pick them. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> um, Omar, please never sing for us. You are a little bit on the hot side. Thanks. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. Now, hot, uh, hot Omar is now known as Homar around here. We made the mistake of putting him on our Instagram a couple times, and the ladies will not leave us alone. Even his hey, distance. guys, it's Tyler777 calling again. Listener, me love you a long time. I was calling because I actually had a uh, question for Allie. Allie, um... You know, I, you and I haven't really gotten to know each other that well, and I, I, I would have imagined that we could probably uh, find a common ground on so many different things. But for now, I have a question for you. What's it like to work with Omar? Oh, oh, my God. God. This is crazy. <laughs> Whiplash. What are the chances? <laughs> oh, I really went along for that ride. Oh, jeez. <laughs> hey, guys. This is for both Kevin and Bean and oh. the B-Team podcast. Okay. Double team. There we go. Um, I have to clarify a lie. Omar is not hot. Omar is a basic bitch. He says it himself, guys. Where's Mm-hmm. Yeah, I call myself a basic bitch for my love of Olive Garden because I love Olive Garden and I think it's great Italian food. It is, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not great Italian food, but I love it. I, uh, <laughs> DJ Omar Khan is a fire. It's probably one of my clients right there. Probably DJ at his party, you know? super odd. By the way, are there any calls that aren't about Omar Khan that we're allowed to hear? There was that question for Ali. I got a question. I got a question. Yeah, which is what it's like to work with Omar. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot. Well, look at Mr. Omar. Suddenly you're the star of a podcast. Women everywhere swooning for you. You have the love of Phil and Jenny or Sue and Steve, whatever their names are. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> I'm assuming. Suddenly you're the hot <laughs> Look at you flicking your card at people. Looking down on people that are just trying to do their jobs because they have a fear of losing their job mm. if they don't do it fairly. And plus, if you were to, if he were to let you cut, Everyone there would be upset with him. He was doing his job. You are a super mega... What's he talking about? He's are talking we... about the gas station attendant where I had a little coffee cart and I flicked them. Oh, flicked them out. oh you were oh. such a D-bag. Yeah. Such a D-bag. Yeah. Albeit good-looking, delicious dick, you <laughs> oh. are a dick. Unbelievable. Omar's a dick. 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 Omar's a dick. 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 Omar's a dick. Dick, dick, but he's a pretty good looking dick. Omar's a dick, dick, dick.
switch and become homar how did he get so hot so far? i don't think he flipped a switch i yeah. think he's always been super attractive to me yeah i i agree <laughs> he's, no he's a super hot dude it wasn't until an instagram live when people were like wait that's omar because mm-hmm. i remember like, when, like remember was it a year ago year and a half ago when steve carell all of a sudden became hot he went from the dorky michael scott of the office to oh my god he's so hot now and I mm-hmm. think that might have been. Did he grow a beard? Is that what he did? He had a beard. Uh, Jimmy became really Jimmy hot. Jimmy became Jimmy hot Kimmel. when he got a beard. Yeah, yeah. but Omar but doesn't Omar have did a beard. Nothing but just be Omar. Yeah. Look, he's just been hot the whole time. Yeah. People don't know it. His okay. hotness guess, transcends hair. Like I guess we that's, should listen to Kevin. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. My whole thing is too. What? Like just over time, I'll get hotter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know sit tight. I mean? Yeah, I'll wait it out. Yeah, yeah I'm patient think... more than anything. Let's <laughs> go. All right, we appreciate you listening to the Kevin Beach Show here on this Tuesday morning. If you miss any of the show, by the way, don't forget we do have a podcast. You know, it's uh, maybe you listen at this time every day and you miss all the good stuff that happens in the six o'clock hour or in the nine o'clock hour. So you can get the podcast at radio.com or wherever. Uh, you're not missing this though because it's time for this week's animal stories. Hit it, maybe Pete. a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story. About a story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a minx or a story about a lynx. Animal stories in the news. Animal stories to cure your blues. Animal stories just for you. Let's find out what they're up to. No matter how hot he is, I keep telling Omar there's no such animal as a minx, and he refuses to take it out of the intro, but here we are anyway. You guys, I'm sure, saw this story because it was everywhere, and it's a rare uh, triple play here because it's What's Up With Florida, Animal Stories, and Death Corner all rolled into one. I do find most of my people are dumb stories from Florida as well. Mm -hmm. The state that keeps giving. I was not super familiar familiar with the big bird known as a cassowary. I have seen them before, but you don't hear much about them. This is the world's most dangerous bird, you guys. It stands almost six feet tall. Wow! And weighs up to 120 pounds. It has sharp claws that can slice open any predator or potential threat with a single swift kick. 
It runs 30 miles an hour and can jump nearly seven feet straight up in the air and swim like a champion. This is a monster. Yeah, that's a dinosaur. Come on. It really is the most... We need to put that down. Yes. It's the most dangerous bird in the world. And this poor sucker, a 75-year-old named Marvin Hajos, was not only not putting them down, Kevin, he was raising them. He had a farm full of caraways. He deserves whatever happens next then. Well, whatever happens, he fell down on his property and one of his birds fatally attacked. His wife said it. I don't know how this helps that he was doing what he loved when he died, which is what? Getting his eyes scratched out by a giant bird? It doesn't seem like that's how anyone wants to go. Come on, scratch out the eyes. Yeah. So, uh, RIP, Mr. Haho said, let's not get uh, cassowaries as pets. All right, cassowaries as pets. All right? Agreed. Here's a a small plane crash that was in the news that killed a 90-year-old pilot. Now, ordinarily, you might see this story and think, well, the guy was 90. He probably wasn't up to it. He was doing what he loved. But he was doing what he loved, which is going down in a flaming airplane. (laughs) Apparently, he has had his active commercial pilot's license since 1945. And at 90, was still flying about two or three times a week. It was his absolute passion. How did he die? It seems like his dog killed him. Jasmine, a 70 to 75-pound Labradoodle, apparently, this is the conclusion of the NTSB, is that somehow the dog got uh, into the controls, either fell into or pushed into or something like that, and forced the plane down. No! Yes. Maybe he just got too old and he's like, you want to give it a try? (laughs) Yeah, he thought it was a co-pilot. So he switched seats. (laughs) You take over, Jim. He was like, Jim, we got the Nazis again. We got to take them out. Take the wheel. I'll shoot. (laughs) Well, this is what's interesting. So the NTSB, they do their analysis like they do. They said that the engine data shows that there were no mechanical issues with the plane. They were able to take a look at the path and it looked like it just went right, just straight down into the ground. He had no drugs or alcohol in his system. But here's the curious part for me. The plane crashes. The dog unbuckles his seatbelt, jumps out of the plane and starts running away from the wreckage. The, the dog, dog was did fine. It on purpose. The dog the, killed him. Yes. That's what I'm saying. How does a dog unbuckle its seatbelt? How also, does a dog why crash is, a plane? Why is it in a seatbelt? And get away with it. I think oh. this dog took the old man out. Yeah. This is, this is, it's like Cujo learned to fly. I don't yes, like it. It is. I'm sure there'll be a movie. <laughs> uh, I don't need to tell you more of this story than the headline, but this is one of those rare occasions where in animal stories you're rooting for the animals. A skull and a pair of trousers is all that remained after a suspected rhino poacher was killed by an elephant and then eaten by lions in Kruger National Park, South Africa. Love it. Support it. I mean, we're totally down with the rhinos and the elephants and and the lions in that case, And the poachers are the worst. Absolute worst, yeah. Uh, A lot of Kevin and Bean listeners sent me the story this week, and it is, in fact, terrifying. This is a uh, 28-year-old woman. Her name is just identified as Ms. Hay, H-E. I assume it's Hay. He, perhaps. She was weeding around her relatives' graves. It's uh, apparently an annual festival where she lives in China where you go out and that's what you do. You kind of it's called a tomb sweeping festival and you go out and you clean up around your loved one's graves. <laughs> festival seems to be a bad word. It <laughs> seems to be inaccurate. <laughs> Put down flowers. It's just once a year to make sure that there's maintenance, okay? So a gust of wind blew something into her eyes that she thought was dirt. However, hours later her eyes were still swollen and it really hurt, so she decided to go for medical help in a hospital in southern Taiwan. 
a badly swollen eye when she walked in. She couldn't even completely close her eyes. The doctor says, I looked into the gap with a microscope and I saw something black that looked like an insect leg. Oh, I grabbed no. the leg and very slowly pulled it out. And then another one. And then another. And another. They were bees. Nope. That what? were all intact and all alive. No! And in her eye. Hold on. What? Yes, these are. In, that... fact, in fact, they even call them. This is not their official name, but the nickname is sweat bees. They are attracted to tears. They apparently get nutrients out of tears, this and is... that's what they go for. Is they go for your eyes. She had oh. four of them in her eyes. How big are these? They. Uh, I mean, six feet. Isn't that weird? <laughs> oh. Yeah, each one. I mean, they're not. I mean, they're they're small enough that they can get into her eyes, but um, you know, it's not good. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your official these, diagnosis? These bees don't usually attack people. They, they like drinking sweat, hence they get their name. And the doctor said that she was very, very lucky that she didn't rub her eyes or something like that because they do release a venom that oh. can kill you. What God. the hell's going on? Yeah. It's not. Uh, I hate it's animal not, stories. It's not what you hope at all. Uh, and one more, and this is, uh, we have audio for this one. This is a, uh, what kind of a bird is he? he Something is... terrifying, if this is any sort of pattern today. <laughs> <Right? laughs> it's not a castaway. Did kill someone? He's probably a parrot. He's a parrot or a cockatoo or something like that. His name is Mr. Magoo. Mr. Magoo, excuse me. And he really has some uh, some problems with the music that his owner is having Alexa play. She recently wanted to enjoy a little Frank Sinatra. Here's what Mr. Magoo had to say about it. To be a part of it, New York, New York. Alexa, stop. I like that song. Alexa, Alexa, play New York, New York. Theme from New York, New York, by Frank Sinatra. Alexa, stop. That's no, the no. bird saying, no. Alexa, stop. No, yes. that's no. 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 The best thing I've ever heard. No. You guys, they're getting no. smarter. They're getting no. smarter. They're, they, they've crashed a plane. That's they're, insane. This is all bad. Bird sounds like a man. <laughs> Mr. Magoo is like Sinatra. F you. Oh, oh and that's Animal Stories. Animal Stories in the news. Animal Stories to cure your blues. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. First Alley's got what's happening here on a Tuesday. 
Well, we started off the morning talking about uh, Game of Thrones monster ratings, and then we found out that not only did Bean watch it, Kevin watched it. I loved it. Jensen now says, yeah. I think I'm going to be into it, too. I'm jumping in. We had taken calls on Friday, like, get us caught up. It didn't work out great because we had uh, Dave kind of leading that discussion. Yeah. But Jimmy Kimmel's here to help us out because he did a segment as well on his show where you can actually call in and ask the actual cast members questions. Game of Thrones is the most popular show on television, but with so many characters, plots, and locations, it can be difficult to keep track of what's going on. Now there's help with Game of Phones. For just two ninety nine a minute, our certified experts will give you the answers you can trust. Two ninety nine a minute, right? Like, who do you go uh, go to other than the cast members? They're going to have all the answers. Yeah, they right? know it all. So let's start off first with Sophie Turner, who of course plays Sansa Stark. Game of Thrones. Who poisoned King Joffrey? Uh, no one did. It turned out to be a bad clam. Remember, you have to tap the shells to make sure they're alive before you cook them. It's clam one I want. I didn't know that. It was a bad clam. It's clam 101. You, you don't want a bad clam. I've said that uh, for years. Uh, next, we're going to turn to Circe. Circe? 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 Yep. Yep. The lady that... Shame, shame. Her. No question is too awkward. I have a crush on my brother. What should I do? Uh, nothing. It's illegal and immoral to act on those feelings. On the other hand, if he's hot, go for it. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Very helpful. Uh, next up, a question for Hodor. Can I have your HBO Go password? No. Absolutely not. Is it Hodor? Ah, oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> And finally, a question for Sir Davos Seaworth. Game of Thrones, how can I help? Yes, when Sir Davos got his penis cut off... Whoa, whoa, did... you're thinking of Theon Greyjoy. Davos had his fingertips cut off, his penis is fine. I'm pretty sure he got his penis cut off. My penis is perfect. You want me to show you my penis? Don't white walk, white run to your phone today to call Game of Phones. No habla dofraki. There you have it. Very helpful. Very helpful. Bad clam, not his penis. Okay. Okay, got it. We're all caught up. I had a, uh, somebody tweeted me and said, listening to you guys talk about Game of Thrones is so frustrating. Oh, yeah. It ruined lives. And he sent me a link of a 53-minute video that will catch you up completely on everything you need to know. We're good. Yeah. (laughs) If I had 53 minutes to watch a video, I would have been watching Game of Thrones. (laughs) It's true. It's very true. So you guys know uh, Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. It was a huge deal over the weekend. But something that came out of that was a very rare action figure. It's a 1979 Boba Fett toy with a firing rocket pack. It was selling on the Star Wars Celebration floor. I'm going to tell you uh, how much it was worth, but uh, let me just give you a little background. Okay. Maybe then you could figure out what the price was. It's considered precious because it's only one of three of its type known to exist. And... It represents the fulfillment of a broken promise. What does that even mean? Well, a year before anyone ever saw Boba Fett hunt down Han Solo in 1980's The Empire Strike Back, the toy maker Kenner began hyping this action figure. They had illustrations of it firing a spring-loaded red missile out of its rocket pack. People were like, I don't know who this Boba Fett dude is, but I want him. I need him. I know nothing about him. I need it. 
So the kids who bought four other Star Wars figures would then cut their proof of purchase seals, mail them in, and receive the Boba Fett for free in six to eight weeks. Wow. But here's where the sad bassoon comes in. Okay. The last minute, Kenner, the toy makers, were like, oh, that's a big old choking and eye-gouging hazard. Mm. We can't release this toy. Oh, no. Yeah. Have you seen a picture of it? I have seen a picture of it. It's Boba Fett and then what looks like... It's a, a dildo. Uh, yep. Next, <laughs> next to it. Sure it does. Was, it really is. <laughs> what did they do? So they decided to not make it and they had only sent out just a handful of them to they, kids? They hadn't really even sent any of them out. But there were prototypes and display versions that lasted. This is one of those. Whoa. That sounds rare. Very very rare, you guys. So how much would a 1979 Boba Fett toy with what looks like a brown dildo next to him cost you? Uh, I'm going to say when you consider the Star Wars universe and the mania surrounding it, I'm going to say the number of decades that have passed and how few there are, $65. Jeez. Come on. I'm going to say $750,000. Okay. I'm going to say $2,500. All right. Uh, I can't tell you who's closest, but maybe maybe Kevin. $365,000 well, is how much it's going for. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. You will? $365,000 yes. for a little piece of plastic. Yeah. But it's Boba Fett. And a- it's the only Star Wars dildo that exists that I knew of. <laughs> no, it's not. Wait, oh, what? 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 Allie, aren't they, isn't George Lucas building a Star Wars museum of some sort? He was, uh, and I think down they... St- in L.A. here? Yeah. Yeah, there was that, yeah. Remember, then they found the location, and I don't even know what Because I was just wondering, anymore. this sounds like the type of thing that they need to to get and then put in the museum, right? For sure, yeah, absolutely. What's happening with that museum? Does I'm, anyone know? I'm looking it up. I think I think it's taking a long time. It's taking, yeah, it was, yeah. was going to be a very long time. But... Yeah. Call now. 1-800. No, 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 no. We don't need calls. We need that right now. By the way, it's going to cost a billion dollars. Yeah. The museum? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy crap. All right, 1 800 500. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Nope. We don't need it. Call now. Again. But don't, please. Mm-hmm. Don't call now. Uh, Rhonda Rousey, you guys, has announced that she's on a, quote, impregnation vacation. She's stepping away from the WWE. <laughs> Well, she works on getting knocked up and starting her own family. No word on how long Ronda plans to be away from the ring, but WWE has pointed out you're under contract till April 2021. So come back as expected. I'm confused by this because Mm -hmm. lots of people have jobs that they still go to and also manage to get pregnant. You don't really need to take time off for it. Well, she can't be doing the physicality. Are you... Bean, you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. Well, she can't wrestle. She might be able to come out and talk, but... Why can't she wrestle? When she's pregnant? Well, she's not pregnant yet. Oh, you're saying, uh, saying why you're, are you taking a vacation Why do you away? have to leave to get pregnant? Oh. To get pregnant, yes. I, I think it, it kind of helps sometimes when you're more relaxed and you're okay, not... Okay, but I'm just, what I'm saying is millions of women around the world have jobs and then get pregnant and they're off time. They don't They don't take time what? off from work to screw wow, Why do you I, care this much? I didn't know so playing that, I didn't know playing that many Tom Likas clips turns you into Tom Likas. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> just, look, have you ever... All right, let me, let me ask it another way. Have you ever heard of a woman taking time off of her job to no, get pregnant. But if because she can, ever, what's wrong with that? But the job is a physical job, Bean. Good for her. It's it just... I th- she's not at an office. She's not, like, at a desk. 
Right, but she's just going out and she's just doing her job. She has plenty of off hours to have sex is what I'm saying. I don't really listen to women. Wow. Call now. Okay. I don't no. know who that guy is. Don't no. call now. I mean, good luck. Look, I hope she gets pregnant. She has no, you don't. Happy. You I don't. hate her. You hate her, hate her vagina. You, hope no. she's you hate her husband's semen. No you hate pro- it all. No, I have no problems no, at all with her, her getting pregnant. Semen. It's just weird. It's just weird that she's taking time off from work. And I can't believe you guys don't agree Would with me on that. Would you think it was as weird if it was not called an impregnation vacation? I don't love what that. What if I it's... just said she's taking some time off? She wants to uh, think about starting a family. Be funny if they check in, like, you two the ones that are banging? Okay, we're going to put you <laughs> right. in this jung- a bungalow a little ways away. I'm just saying. It's, Why do maybe you hate it's, it's worded weird for you, I think is what, what it is. It's going through the mind. Of Ronda Rousey right now. That's an excellent question, sir. I was wondering the same. Good thing. for her. That's what I'd like to say. Yeah. Okay. Sorry that Bean doesn't want you to start a family, right? I do. Right. If Christine came to us tomorrow and said, "Guys, I'm going to need the next two months off because I hope to get pregnant," we would say, "Why do you need to leave your job to have sex?" No, I wouldn't say that. I'd probably say, "Good luck," because there's probably something going on that she needs to take some time off to focus on. I mean, she only works 20 hours a day for us, so she does have an extra four hours where she could, you know, work Exactly. Off. All right. I'm with Bean. We're out of time. Oh, now we're out of time? <laughs> You're deciding how we spend our time well, I now? Just, I looked at the clock. I'm just saying. You know what? He's spoken enough about when a woman should get pregnant. <laughs> Gally, it's time for you to do the thing you need to do. Yeah, let me wrap this up for please. you, Bean. Could you? Please, please. Happy birthday, Ellen Varkin, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Chance the Rapper, Claire Foy, Peter Billingsley, John Cryer, and our very own Cat Corbin. Hi, that it's is Kat. not attractive. <laughs> Let's uh, decide next hour who Hi, will go first. it's Cat. I hate all of you. How hot is it? <laughs> Thanks, Kat. And that's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. All right, let's talk about uh, back-in parking. Backing up parking. What do you call it? Reverse parking. Backing into a spot parking? Yes. Yeah. Let's call the it that. move. Right. Let's call it that. Yeah. Uh, we have some <laughs> listeners. If you're a tool, you back into your parking space. Wow. I mean, He's the... coming hard at people that are doing yeah, this. It's wrong. Because... It's not the thing to do. All right, listen. Uh, Grant and Sarah are married, and they both... I mean, not for long. Right? This is tearing them <laughs> with, apart. With this kind of nightmarish marriage. <laughs> it does sound like this is the deal breaker. Uh, who, who should we bring on first, or should we bring them on both together? Grant, hi. Hello. Sarah, hey, hi. Grant. Hi, good morning. Okay. Hi, Sarah. How long you kids? Uh, how long you kids been married? We just had our ten year anniversary actually in February. You, so you just had your last wedding anniversary. It was a good okay. run. <laughs> it was that's a pretty good run. Ten years these days is considered a successful marriage. Yes, definitely. So, so we got uh, we got tweets from both of you a few days ago, and Grant I think hit us first, where he wrote to all of us on the show, Ali Bean, Kevin Jensen, reversing into parking spots. What's up, Sarah? <laughs> My wife says it's a D-bag move. I found it easy, convenient, and a quick way to pull out. Ding. Thoughts. Um, what are the circumstances here, Grant, of where you are doing this backing into your parking space and why? Before we hear uh, your wife's rebuttal, I want to hear from you why you're reversing into a parking spot. Okay, so it's not like I do it every single time. Um, it's mostly uh, where, where we live. There's a few there's a few parking I'm sorry, what, Sarah? Yeah, Sarah has a cough, I think. What did you say, Sarah? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I hope she's not getting sick. Yeah, I mean, I hope she's okay. 
um, so it's not like I do it everywhere out in the wild. Uh, there's just a few parking spots around the house where we live, and it's just easier for me to back up into the spot. Um, it's part. It's kind of part of a routine. You know, okay, but when you say it's easier, it's technically easier to pull frontwards into a spot than it is to back into a space. I mean, I think we can all at least, even if we come down on different sides of this, it is easier to pull into a space than it is to back into a space, correct? Uh, it depends on how good of a driver you are, I guess. Right? No, that, I, I have to put my foot down. There is no universe where backing into a spot is easier than going in forward, but I will give you that leaving this spot then once you've backed into yeah, it is easier. That's but where the convenience right, I mean, It's a little bit easier that way as well. Okay. Yes, it's definitely easier to pull out, but why lie about it being easier to pull in? I mean, I, I mean already I'm yeah. predisposed to rule against you just because you're not bringing us full facts here. That's all facts, all facts. So I don't have to back up and like have to look to see if I'm straight or you just pull, you know, you just kind of do a little three point turn going forward and then back up straight. You're all good. All right. Sarah, why do you hate it? I cannot stand it because, because it's just rude to the people who may be pulling in behind you also looking for a parking spot to do the three point turn to back into your spot. Amen. I I think it's just the most obnoxious. Like, when I come home and see those headlights sticking out, I go into a rage blackout. Like, I, I don't even remember the walk from my driver's seat to the house because I'm just sitting there dividing, like, weekends and holidays with the kids. Like, <laughs> wow. Hey, uh, Grant, you need to get out. You <laughs> really do. <laughs> Sarah, I love your... I love your I love tweet to us where so you much. said, where are you going in the morning that you're in such a hurry? Whole Foods will be there after a three-point backout. Stop it. That's a great point. I mean, are you a race car driver or something, Grant? Where do you have to go that you can't give up that eight seconds in the morning? Yeah, well, I'm a chef, so I go grocery shopping every morning. Um, so everyone knows going grocery shopping first thing in the morning when no one's there is the best time to do it. So, mm-hmm. so you rarely have anyone waiting for you because I think that's the part that makes you a douchebag. I agree. Yeah. If no one's oh. waiting on you, who cares? <laughs> oh, people are waiting on you. <laughs> no one's waiting on me per se, but I have to have certain things done by a certain time at work. So it, it's part of a routine, you know. Like if I park in that spot every, you know, every time when I get home. So when I walk out in the morning, I turn right and I go down the stairs, and then I get in my car and I go. But if I have to park somewhere else. <laughs> And it's straight. I have to go down the left stairs, and it just ruins my whole day. Oh, I, I, now I realize the problem is that Grant's a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> see, I would think of all people, Jensen and Bean would respect that aspect of I, it. I do see it. He did connect yeah. with me there, but okay. I also am like, dude, if you're really OCD, or I mean, mm-hmm. you, you shouldn't. I, I, at least for me, backing into the spot creates a lot of issues. People walking by, dinging another car. You don't have as much control in the in the backup. All right, here's mm-hmm. what I'll say though: is I back up. Um, like at my home where there's no traffic, no one's waiting on me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know this is going to sound ridiculous and stupid, but when you get in and you pull your car straight out, it feels like, I know you're saving two seconds, it feels yeah. like you're saving five minutes. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's the best thing ever. Wait, and not only that, to speak to Kevin's point, he's backing in when it's light out. So he can see, and he's pulling (laughs) forward when it's dark out, which is when you want to be pulling out forward. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't think God intended for us to do that. I think he intended Uh, us to park nose first. Oh, Sarah's with you. You're bringing God into it. Sarah, what about about Allie's point there about the light, about the, the fact that now you're pulling out in the dark where it might be safer to pull out forward? Hello? 
Hello. Uh, when we when we leave in the morning, it's still light out, right, babe? Oh, oh wow. She just brought right. the right babe. Yeah. Right babe? Yeah. Looking at him. Right Listen, babe? Can I, can I add in one more thing, too? Yeah, certainly. Art, my, kids, my kids have gotten into this little, like, debacle in the house, too. And Parker has told me, Grant, when you pull in, you pull into a normal parking spot first, nose in, and then you back in, which means you're parking twice. Okay. Oh, and you have snitch kids. A, I love that your Snitches son. Snitches get stitches, Yo, by the way. Hold on. Your son's name is Parker. I'm a comic head, so he's named Parker for a reason. You That's guys, you guys truly have little feds in your yes. life. Just yes. talk, talk <laughs> closer to my I didn't know that he was ratting me out. Yeah. Uh, oh, Listen, oh, we're, we're gonna, ruining uh, this family, right? guys. No, they're we're ruining gonna go themselves. To <laughs> we're going to go to some calls <laughs> on this. We hadn't even mentioned this, but every line is ringing hot right now. at 1-800-520-1067. So I think we're going to say goodbye to the law here, but I will say, Grant, park however you want, unless you'd like to have sex again. Okay? That's oh. what I think I would do. I mean, that it's is good the, point. the yeah. right choice. And no matter I mean, what. Yeah, and you... I think, Sarah, you'll back my play on that, right? <laughs> yeah, you're losing half of your stuff anyway, Grant. Exactly. So who cares? Yes. Well, I mean, he cooks, he cooks dinner every day, guys, and breakfast, lunch, and was, the dog. Food I was going to say, and... oh, yeah, I see. he's a chef. So, so let Sarah, him park let's, where he let's wants. Let's let him park. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's how they've lasted 10 years, you guys. Alright, Grant and Sarah, we're going to say goodbye to you, and thank you for listening and for tweeting at us, but uh, be sure to be listening to the Kevin Beach Show because we're going to take a bunch of calls on this next, okay? And we'll miss you, Bill. Okay, thank you. Love you guys. Thank Kevin you, both. Love you. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you both. Grant doesn't talk to his kids in person, only on the radio. <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> All right, 1-800-520-1067. We'll take your calls if you've got an opinion on this when we return on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Our listeners, if you just joined us, Grant and Sarah are married but not for long because they have a <laughs> battle in their home that Grant backs into his parking space and his wife says that's a dish, that's a douchebag move. Just pull in forward like Jensen and me and the rest yeah. of the good God-fearing Americans. Allie, before we go to the calls, what's the tweet? Not only did Jess tweet us, she included a picture and oh, said, good. I back in because my front end is low and it will hit a curb. I have a backup camera that makes it easier to park so I don't damage my vehicle. <laughs> Boom. What are you on hydraulics? A car should be completely level all the way around. Get that fixed. No, your front. If you have a low car, you can hit a curb in the front. That sounds. Um, I don't know. I, no, I support Jess. That sounds legit yeah. to me. Look by the way. to yeah. me. If she's not holding anyone up, who cares? Yeah. If anyone is not holding anyone up, that's the thing to me. If you're holding yeah, somebody Kevin, up, that... this this goes back to the discussion of people who sit on the same side of the the diner table. Oh, who cares? It's yeah. only them, but it still can be annoying to you. Okay. You know what I mean? All right, take well, it those easy. Those people need to go to hell. They do need to go to <laughs> hell. Yeah. Let's talk to Debbie. She's in L.A. Apparently, uh, where she works, you're required to back into your parking space. Oh, hey, Debbie. So what happens when you start talking seriously about letting Bernie Sanders run things? You start getting rules <laughs> like this. Hey, Debbie, what's going on? So you, I work for the phone company, and we are required to back into our parking space, or if you're in a public parking lot, you have to pull completely through your space so that you are backed in, so you can pull straight out when you're leaving. Why are you required to do that? Because it's safer. It's been proven that it's safer. We have to do um, driver safety every year if you drive a company vehicle. And they've proven that it's safer if you back in. I guess you're supposed to be more alert when you're going to your job as opposed to when you're leaving your job after you're finished. How about that, that makes perfect sense. 
Debbie's on my so, side. How about I'm that? I'm sorry. Huh. I'm not tracking with this. So you're telling me that employees are sharp enough to be able to back into a parking space in the morning, mm-hmm. but when they leave work eight hours later, they suddenly have forgotten how to drive and they don't know how to back <laughs> out of one? They're like, it's too late. No, no, <laughs> no we, we drive to different jobs during the day. Mm-hmm. So when you go to a job, when you arrive at the job, they think that you're more alert. So they would prefer that you, I mean, it's kind of required that require you to back into the parking space because they think that when you're leaving that it's safer for you to just pull directly out rather than backing out it's a reach it's a reach and i I agree no it's a reach it's a good policy debbie thank you (laughs) yeah because we always look to the phone company for efficiency (laughs) oh i just got a tweet that said 75 percent of all fender benders happen when people back out of parking spots Thank you, J.C. Conchas. Oh, somebody made up a statistic yeah, to back that? up his, the way he drives? He's it's now, it's now, more dangerous. He's now laughing that we pretended that was a fact. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, I've heard that 110% of accidents are because people don't pull out of spots properly. Yeah, How about that? that at all. I mean, let's, try, uh, let's try uh, uh, Andy, please. Bellflower, line one. He's up next on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Andy. Hey, good morning, everybody. How you doing? Good, thank Great. you. Great. What's up? Weigh in. All right, I'm with you guys. 80% of the time, it's a douche move. But if you're driving a bigger vehicle, such as like a Toyota Tundra or a huge van, I had a traumatic experience. I, I checked left and right. I looked back five times before I pulled out a couple years ago. And I'm an animal lover, but I accidentally ran over a dog. Oh, oh no. And, and check it out. You can look left and right. You can look behind you all you want. But if that vehicle's sitting, you know, higher than your little Mazda Miata, yeah. you gotta, you can't see something. All okay. right, and he's right as well. Okay. Congratulations. I'm not gonna, def- I'm not gonna defend this. I get that this is a big problem, but can't you run into the same problem backing into it? I mean, you, you don't have a lot of oh, visibility. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You, you have to do it at some point. Yes, at some point yeah. you've got to back up. Now, Andy, let me ask you, because I totally get what you're talking about, but why do you think 80% of the time it is a douche move for people oh, to back into their spaces? I, I totally all the time see people in little Porsches, and like I said, Mazda Miata's backing in for no reason, and that's a complete waste of time. You can see everything around that vehicle, and so now you you're think just, it, like it, you guys said, It should be for bigger trucks. Size of the vehicle. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Yeah, the size of the vehicle has to do with it. Let's just Uh hope that Andy hit a racist dog. Right? Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 A Zoe. A Zoe. All right, (laughs) let's do one more, Kevin. Let's make it a Zeus's Philip Line 8, our final call here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Philip. Morning, guys. Morning. What do you got? You're the final word on this. Always back in at home. You always back in at home. So you're Team Grant, not Team Sarah. How come? It's, it's safer when you're leaving. If you have to leave in a hurry, I live in Azusa right there against the hills. I mean, if there's a fire, an earthquake, or any other emergency, you're out. And for people to say it's a douche move to some to sit there and, and back into a parking spot on public, how many times do you sit in there wait on someone to make a point turn just to get out of their stall? Interesting. You have to wait for the guy to back yeah. up and make the three-point turn to get out of his parking space. Same Phillip, amount of time. Phillip's emergency argument finally got to me a little bit. All right. Really? A little bit. Because you know how often there are fires and earthquakes in Azusa where you have to immediately leave. <laughs> uh, Azusa has a ton of earthquakes. And you could just you could always just flip it when, you know, it's not, not but a problem. But, Philip, doesn't it feel like you're saving, like, a couple of minutes when in reality you're not at all? Pulling, no, I, pulling I'm just so doing it. Does it. Every once in a while, she won't. Every once in a while, she'll nose into the driveway. But the only time I nose into the driveway is if I'm coming out and I can hit the head. 
Hmm. Okay. Okay. All so right. if you got to pee, if you got to pee bad, you'll pull right in. Okay. <laughs> right. okay. I think that's the policy. I think depending on how badly you have to urinate, that that's you decide yep. on how you part. All right. So Grant and Larson, I think those kids are going to make it. I appreciate them very much. Reach it out. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This guy's exhausting, by the right? Way. This Phil, this Phil Kogan, this Phil Kogan is exhausting. <laughs> He's talking about putting honey on your wounds and talking about who invented basketball. And I think goes, he just came in and just started making crap up. He yeah. was just, just monologuing, just lying. Weird. He hasn't even said hello yet. Everything you've said is a lie. I think he is the Emmy Award-winning host of The Amazing Race, believe it or not, which is returning for its thirty-first season tomorrow night at uh, nine o'clock. Phil, welcome back to the Kevin Beach Show, my friend. How are you? Always nice to be back. Thanks for having me back. It's our pleasure. Have you, uh, and uh, since your last visit, which probably was three months ago, have you uh, written two more books and ridden across the <laughs> continent on a bicycle and tried to kill a contestant with a watermelon? Have you done all the Bean, things you I, usually do? Bean, I feel like maybe he made all that up too. <laughs> <laughs> have you been lying to us the whole time? I Phil, am, do you have this is a TV long show? con? I am the failing Phil Kogan, just like the failing New York Times. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, there's nothing <laughs> true. Uh, man, I know I've been busy. Uh, you know, I was hosting uh, National Geographic Explorer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was really busy and i've been doing this uh podcast which i'm loving because i don't have to get approval from anybody to to you sure. know, like interview whoever i want to interview and talk to whoever i want to talk to so i really love that well, i saw you were able to book your dad on your podcast congratulations on that that must have been a tough guy how'd you get him yeah well he was in the house uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey dad what are you doing this morning i got the camera set up i'm ready to go um you know my dad was a greeter on amazing race 13 and people love him and i thought you know what i'll do it for father's day kind of words of wisdom and I really look up to my dad. I've been on lots of great, great adventures. Does with him. he lie like you do? Yes, he does. He does. Okay. Through his teeth. And, <laughs> and uh, no, it's just, just you know, it's just, it's so. In fact, what I did now that we've gone over thirty seasons was I actually got Robin Brennan, the original, the OGs of Amazing Race, the the first winners of Amazing Race, and I sat him down to talk about uh, what it was like for them. Going back to the very first Amazing Race. And not knowing anything about it like everybody does now. Exactly. And you know, what was really interesting out of the conversation was just to get their perspective. But what you realize is, can you imagine you go back to when we launched September the 8th, 2001, and someone said, oh, yeah, Phil, don't forget to send out a a tweet to... (laughs) <laughs> to let to let the audience know that the show's on at nine o'clock on CBS on Wednesday, it'll be like a tweet. What are, what are you a twat? What the, what's wrong with you? But, and then don't forget to Instagram and your do your story. And I mean, the a world lot has changed. Man, the world has changed. Yeah. A lot has changed. A bit, sure. Yeah, and thirty-one what? seasons. Can you imagine? I mean, and I'm still employed. And that is not. I'm. Mean, that's for real. Because I'm getting paychecks, I'm telling you. Yeah. You're still yeah. employed. Yeah, I'm okay. still so you let can ask, that. Let me ask you and also ask you to uh, paraphrase what the first winners said. Do they feel that the, the game obviously has changed a lot because you want to mix it up to make it fresh every season, but do they feel that the game is harder now than it was when they competed? Well, I, 
I think it's it's it was harder then in certain ways, and now it's 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 harder now in other ways because, um, just again, just because the world has changed so much. But if you look at the cut of season one compared to where we're at now, yeah, just like also you realize how fast every everything changes. Like you look at the footage, you look at the cars, you look at the <laughs> even the planes we were flying on. Thank goodness we're not, not flying on that Max plane, whatever it is. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like the whole world has just changed so dramatically. You had an Afro in 2001. <laughs> I, that I was weird. I definitely had more follicles. I know that. Um, no, and I and I looked like a little kid, like I just you know graduated college or something. So and and, and what's really interesting now is to have people who are like 14 years old who weren't even born yeah who then come up to me and go oh man we've been binge watching the amazing race and you know we're up to season 23 or something oh and, you, know, and you realize they weren't even born and yeah. that really is that like, happens to us on this show all the time we have guests now fairly frequently who were born after we started doing this radio show ha- how long have you guys been doing this now 271 years 30 years <laughs> is that right yeah. Well, congratulations to you guys. And Seriously. you as well. I mean, I think they're just waiting for us to die, to be <laughs> truthful. How many to more fire years us. do you think you got? You know, another 20. Yeah, 20. <laughs> so, Phil, um, you, you've mentioned this. This is no trade secret. You've brought this up on the air. You've talked about it in interviews before. But it doesn't take a season's worth of television to film The Amazing Race. You do the entire season 31, for instance, in how many days? Roughly 21 days. So 12, oh my gosh. 12 shows, 21 days. So uh, I always say, you know, people say, oh, man, you look like you were so tired and worn out. And I'm like, yeah, I was tired and I was worn out. And, um, you know, but the contestants. Uh, yeah. But well, the, the difference between the contest, their their race is quite different from ours. So right. what happens is they race, they and then they stop at a pit stop. We interview them and then they rest and wait until they start the next leg. What happens with production is as soon as the last team is checked in, it's like we, we've got to hustle to get ready. We have to try to get ahead of them so we're not on the same plane although a lot of times we are on the same plane going to the next destination and that gets really hairy yeah are you trying to tell us that you as the host are working harder than them those people who are doing the race no no i'm not saying that at all well you have less downtime than they do that's true it's a little bit like the olympics right you've got the usain bolt guy who runs for 100 meters like (laughs) all flat out and then rests and and then you, we're like more like the marathon runners. We just run straight for 21 days. It does not stop. They do these sprints. They they sprint. They rest. They sprint. They rest. No, it's it's. I mean, couldn't they give you another couple days? <laughs> Honestly, well, 21 days. They used to, but listen, it's. You think about what other show on earth has the earth as its stage. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're not in a Big Brother house. We're, yeah, you're we're covering twenty five thousand miles. We're, we're, and the rest. I mean, we've 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 had races that have gone over seventy five thousand miles. This particular season wow. is over thirty thousand miles. One loop around the Earth is roughly twenty five thousand miles. So we're zigzagging. We're going from country to country, continent to continent, and and so the scale of this is is so enormous, mm-hmm. and we're so spread out. And and one of the great things about the new technology now is that we have this ability to communicate in ways that we couldn't before, right. where we can keep up with the story. Because I have to remind the audience and fans that when those teams check into the pit stop, yes, they know more about what's happened on that leg than I do in that moment. Interesting. Because they've watched the episode. They've seen everything that's happened with all the teams cutting back and forth. I arrive there. I haven't seen any of it, right? I mean, maybe I pass them going past the challenge, everything that I asked them and all my 
intel all comes from people texting me with story outlines about, <laughs> you know, oh, so-and-so just had a breakdown. Um, you, you know, Tyler and Corey just had a flat tire. Like, I have to... In 30 seasons, have you ever had to guess? I've oh, had, so that I've thing where you guys did that deal, yeah. that seemed hard. So, so I, heard, uh, I heard you guys weren't getting on so well today. How'd you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me ask you one question before the break. And when we come back in part two with Phil Kogan, host of The Amazing Race, debuting uh, tomorrow night with the new season, uh, 9 o'clock, CBS. Uh, and we'll talk about all of the contestants this year and how this is the first time you guys have done this casting. Mm. But here's the question I have. Um, if anyone sucks up to you, it doesn't do That's, any good because you don't actually make any decisions that propel them forward, right? It's all on them and their times and when they get someplace first. In other words, it doesn't make any sense for them to suck up to you, right? Yeah, I mean, they could they could do it just to make things, you know, more enjoyable on the road. <laughs> okay. But, uh, <laughs> but but it you. That's how the game was <laughs> built. It would you, but not yeah, them. I mean, it would be, yes, it would make my time a little more pleasant. <laughs> but no, it, it has absolutely no bearing on their... their oh, you their, have to hate that. Yeah, like, well, there should be a way that they could really butter you up yeah, and it would help bribe them. me in some way. Yes. You know, like a, with a Swiss bank account and then we could just say... Oh, you got to think about that for the next 30 seasons, Phil. Yeah. I'm not positive saying this out loud is the move, by the way. I'm not... No. But I I think let's bring that in. All right. A little strategic move. But no, it it has no effect. And people say, oh, you must decide... Like, oh, you like a team, you're going to make this a non-elimination and this one an elimination. And I have to explain to them, listen, can you imagine if we suddenly, like, said, oh, we need an extra four, five, six hotel rooms in the next place. We need an extra four, five, six airfares. We need, at that challenge with the donkeys, mm-hmm. forget <laughs> having ten. We need twelve. Yeah, I mean, no, you can't just go switch. Yeah, you're not things. winging it. No, you're not you can't it. just make it up. Like, okay. I, when I, we come I, back, we need to hear about the challenge with the donkeys. Yes. I, <laughs> and believe me, it is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. He honestly is the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> Our friend Phil Kogan back in studio with us on the Kevin and Bean Show. Phil, I don't know how far back we go with you coming in at the start of the Amazing Race series, but it's been a long time. Every season, we uh, have you back on to, to preview it for us, and we appreciate your time, sir. Well, we were talking about almost two decades, I think, that, we, you know. Long time, yeah. yeah. How many miles do you fly a year? About 250. 250,000. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, on average. Although last year was more because I was hosting National Geographic Explorer last year. Are you running from the law? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah. I'm re- re- Are maybe... they all coach and middle seat? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. But uh, You get me... to keep your miles, I hope. I, I get to keep my miles. But, uh, but some miles that I don't want to keep. Some airlines that I don't want to fly ah, on again. Sure, of course. Yeah, I mean, uh, Sahara Airlines, thank you very much. I, I, that <laughs> Not was, so much again. That was a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, and there, you. did that? No, thank See you. See ya. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> All right, Phil, let's talk about uh, this season. You always uh, mix it up. There's always something new. And this time you have gone to a different pool of contestants. Talk about it. Yeah, well... Um, Hardcore Amazing Race fans did not like this idea. Some of them were not into this idea of taking Survivor contestants, Big Brother contestants, and Amazing Race contestants and mixing them all up in this reality mix. Of course, there are people who love all three shows, so they are super excited. Right. So it's created a lot of chitter-chatter online. What was the complaint from from the haters? Well, the hardcore fans, and listen, I don't disagree with them. The hardcore fans love the original concept of Amazing Race, which sure. is 11 teams of two. They're from all walks of life. Most of them never had a passport, never left, never left their state, never traveled much. They're fish out of water, and we throw them out into the world to do challenges. I get that. And that, at, at its core, that's what Amazing Race that's what the yeah. show is. is always about yeah. and will always be about. But you're 31 seasons in, mm-hmm. and the fans 
who love these three shows are saying to you, hey, what would happen if we took somebody like Rupert, who's super strong and, and powerful on, on Survivor and some of these Big Brother teams? I feel like Survivor's fine. Those contestants are fine. Amazing Race contestants are fine. Big Brother, you might run into some trouble. <laughs> well, they're not really trouble. very active, I yeah. feel like. They are stuck inside. But, but a lot of mind games, right? And, uh, and you know, there's a lot of manipulation and that sort of thing going on. And listen, there are people that love all these three shows and they want to know what might happen if you just throw that together. And, and and what I will tell you is it, it's very interesting. Like right from the starting line, there's a lot of smack talk with each other. You know, Rupert comes right out of the gate and goes, oh, we're from Survivor. We're tough. We're much tougher. And we're going to take you. You know, I mean, it's like it's, it sounds like one of those wrestlers on the W. I can't believe Rupert's not on Game of Thrones, by the way. He should be. <laughs> he really should be. But no, but Kevin's point is great in that you've never seen the Big Brother contestants do as much as walk out to the backyard and back. I mean, how do you know that they can possibly keep up out of the gate on this show? Well, that's the interesting thing is we don't know, do we? We don't know how they're going to feel like. We do know. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like they're going to well, I mean, be out I, first. I think the big difference is, of course, on Survivor and Big Brother, it's a lot about you know f- forming alliances, sure, and, sure. and making connections with people, and you don't want to get voted out, so you want to be the nice person and all the rest of it. On Amazing Race, you just do whatever you want because it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, you have to get from one place to the other. By yourself, I mean, but you do have choices. U-turns, and you do have people that sort of count on each other. Yeah, and but if you're you can good, set someone back. Yeah, if you're good, you're ahead. You're let you know. Then you don't have to worry about being it. U-turned. Very, very, you know. Phil, I got the impression last time he was on, and also in the clip that I saw from tomorrow night's episode, that Tyler is always flirting with you. Is that true? Well. I don't know. I mean, you tell me. You're you're the audience. Uh, you, yes, you, you yes. What he's saying. And I'm saying. I'm also saying that Phil doesn't hate it. No, I listen. <laughs> I think he's. Uh, I, I think he's a delightful human being. I, I he's got. I love his personality. Um, in, in fact, right at the beginning, I, I sort of called him out a little bit because we were at the starting line and he was being sort of a bit quiet and coy and everybody else is calling out everybody else. And Tyler and Corey are looking more ripped than I've ever seen them look before. Like, you should see Tyler's guns. Really? Oh, yeah, the guy's been working out. And he's a little quiet and I go... I said, uh, Tyler, uh, you, you're more quiet than I've ever seen you before. And he goes, you just mind your own business. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, okay. I go, wow, look at those guns you're bringing to this race. You know See what I mean? Phil are, doesn't hate it. Are you able at the beginning of the season to sort of predict in your mind yeah. who's going to be the winner or top? Yeah, three. We, we, can you? Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm not just very, because you've done it. So much. I'm not very good at it, okay. but I. But we, you well, do it anyway. We can all do that. But I'm we saying, put are you huge good at it? money down. I mean, there's a lot of money okay. that gets yeah. played. We're talking like dollars. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we 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 all we all get our dollar bills out and we we make three bets each. There's about ten of us that have been doing it for quite a while. We bet on the order of elimination, like the closest order of elimination. Okay. Okay. Who's the first team out? Second team out? So on. We pick our final three. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pick a winner, mm-hmm. and 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 then the order of those final three, and then and then the winner. And this season, I actually did pretty well. Did you? Yeah. Oh. Um, which is okay. it, it, how much did you win? I like thirty bucks? I wasn't the best. No, I was second. Okay. Somebody <laughs> else beat me. Win. Not but even I, thirty bucks. But I, not even thirty bucks. But like, I think we're talking about seven. But anyway, who's counting? Anyway, the money uh, isn't important. It's Kevin. the honor. Right. It's the honor. Of it's course, the honor. Yes, it's the, the honor. honor. Sure. So, um, but but there are other seasons where I've just been terrible, and I think that's sort speaks to what the race is all about which is it's not like you know in the old days when Usain Bolt used to go in a 100 meter race everybody was like oh he was gonna kind of know who's gonna win this one 
But on Amazing Race, you don't. It's You're anyone's really, game. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the unpredictable aspect of Amazing Race. To me, that's part of why people just love it because you just – and you will see this season teams that you would think might be the first team out – end up doing really well and, and you're like what how did this happen but it happened they sweet talk to you that's how it <laughs> happens well here's what we uh, have often said about your show is it's easy to take for granted because it's been on for so many seasons but watch tomorrow night and you'll be reminded again if you haven't been on board that amazing race is one of the most exciting shows on television it really your producers as you've said and your editors and everything like that do a fantastic job yeah. and you are competent as a host phil i want to put that out there <laughs> I, I love that i love that after 30 something seasons <laughs> yes. i have Confident status. I mean, not last year, right. but this year. Just we're, confident. We're, we're yeah. looking forward to that. It's taken me almost <laughs> two ye- decades to get to confidence. That's pretty high Wednesday praise. nights at yeah, 9 o'clock you. on CBS. <laughs> Don't miss it. It's the amazing, amazing race. Ladies and gentlemen, our good friend Phil Token. Thank, Thank you, Phil. You. Thanks for having me. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K.U. Rock. All right, Allie, bring us home on this Tuesday. You guys all go to your proms. Yeah. I did, yeah. I you think I think I did because I have did. a photo of me in a white tux oh, with okay. a pink ruffle. I need to nice. see that. Yeah, <laughs> I've posted it before. Well, we've, let's we've, post it again. It but I have no uh, memory of of that said oh. prom. I only know it from the photo. Okay. Well, we are in prom season right now, you guys. You know, April, May, sometimes right. going into June. I just read something that I thought this is brilliant. It comes from a woman, I should say a girl, Hannah Rogers. She's a senior at American Fork High School in Utah, which by the way, shout out to Utahns. They would say American Fark. That's how they say American really? Fork in Utah. It's That's bizarre. annoying. It, it makes no sense. Anywho, here's the thing. She came up with something that is brilliant. It's a site called Ben Asked. Ben Asked. Okay. It's a site where um, she came up with it because she didn't want people to ask somebody to prom and then they've already been asked. How awkward. Oh, she so wants ben, to. I'm sorry, Ben asked. Ben, B E E N. Ben. Not, okay, ben. sounds like you're saying Ben. Yeah, it does sound like ben you're saying asked. there's a guy that she's no. trying to ask to prom named yeah, Ben. So it's Ben asked. Ask. Pronounce it Ben. Ben asked. There you go. Ben asked. Nope. You're right. You're right. Ben. Yeah, I do say Ben. Yeah. So if you want to ask someone named Ben, I'm uh-huh. good. Yeah. Go no, that's yeah. my, that's yeah. my website. <laughs> Come on. Okay, let me promote mine just because you've already done that okay. one. Mine is mm-hmm. benasked.com. Okay. It's a kid I know. He's <laughs> looking for a prom date. <laughs> All right. And he lives in Riverside. Okay. So if you if you want to go with Ben Asked, that's my site. If okay. you want to know who's Ben Asked. Ben. See, you just said Ben. No, Ben. Ben Asked is my site. Uh-huh. Ben Asked is your site. I don't hear a difference. Oh, anyway, she came up with the idea of creating a website where you could see everyone's names who had and hadn't been asked to the dance so you don't accidentally ask someone that's already been asked and get yourself into a very awkward situation. That's great. Mm-hmm. Isn't that, that brilliant? That's a very smart idea. Yes. So her website also includes promposal ideas and discounts on prom services such as clothing, activities, dinner, and transportation. Hannah Rogers, they could be using this in every single school. Can I only throw this out just because I'm just thinking out loud here. Uh-huh. What if you're a person who doesn't want to go to the prom right. and doesn't want your name to make it look like you're a big fat loser who's not going because she's not asked or he's not asked? You so know what, what I mean? mean? Like, can, can you opt out of being on the site, I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, I'm not sure. No, but don't but you want to I... be on the site as somebody who's been asked? Yeah, but what if you haven't? If That's you haven't. Still, you want to yes. send it to them, and then it, the research will show that you've been asked, so no one does. Oh No, but I'm saying, what if you don't want to be on the site, oh. I'm saying? 
You know, like let's oh. say you don't want to go to the prom, but you don't want everybody to look at the list and go, oh, he hasn't been asked. He's that's, a loser. That's, you know what that's I mean? her other site, pleasedon'taskme.com. <laughs> uh, Hannah is very busy. And that's written out just for people who don't want even you to think about it. We them. were very impressed by her about 30 seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great idea. Well, it just feels kind of, it uh, feels like it's kind of shaming some people. That's all. Well, I don't, we don't know if you can opt out. Maybe you can. So calm your teeth. Right? Right? Hannah came up with a great idea. Agreed. Okay, a but, senior in high school that came okay. up with this. What have you done? All right, I've got right? other flaws in the project here, but I just, I'll keep yeah. them to myself because we're all celebrating. Please yeah, do. Mister, I don't even remember my prom. <laughs> I don't. Right? I bet I was great at it, though. <laughs> you were great at prom? <laughs> I bet I was, I bet I was popular. I bet, and I bet you I were. Was a great I bet dancer. everybody cleared the dance floor yes. when you were in the middle to and watch you just the moves. did yep. your thing. Absolutely. I bet that happened. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm pretty Sure, it did. <laughs> Anyone out there uh, was at prom with Bean? Right. If you could. Let I went us know. to the. I think I went to my junior and senior prom with the same girl, but I don't remember who it was. Oh. Wow. I will say this: um, if you think that's odd, uh, Bean doesn't remember his first wife. Back to you. Yeah. <laughs> but does weirdly remember like who did mornings in Chicago oh, sure, in 1994. Yeah. If his last wife was in radio, he would remember. <laughs> My first wife morning show? <laughs> oh, yeah, she was fine. Uh, <laughs> it, it is It is crazy. Yeah. But it's bean. It's what makes it's him crazy, mean. but it's true. Oh, I'm going to just keep it a bean. Keep it a bean. Great. Thank you, Cat's mom. <laughs> I love this story so much because Rachel Brosnahan, who stars on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, she got stuff done. She sees one of her favorites, Sterling K. Brown, being interviewed at the SAG Awards, and she interrupts the interview and says, I would love for you to be on the show. And he's what? like, I'd love to. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'd love to as well. And guess who's going to be on season three of Amazon's mega hit, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? I don't know. You guessed it. I, Sterling K. Brown. Oh, oh, it worked. This is like Allie booking Weenie Roast. Everybody that comes, she's like, exactly. she's like, you want to play Weenie Roast? What are you doing? You want to uh, do You're that? crazy. Yes. I'm not. What? Send her pictures. Send you pictures mm-hmm. of, okay, well, he did tweet um, that he's going to be on. So it's happening, guys. Stay tuned. I'm getting together with Midge, and it's going to be awesome. How expensive is that? I don't know how much that he's charging. I can't imagine he'd be too cheap. He's very... Well, he must into- be really happy. Oh, he's very happy. Yes. He loves the show as imagine. well. So it's exciting to be on it. What's in the water out there? I don't know if it's necessarily water that makes Sterling K. Brown a great actor, but if it What's is... What's seatbelt on? Well, what? well, yeah, safety That's good first, advice. obviously. Yeah. Why do I need all of these buttons? What buttons? <laughs> what are you, what are you about now? talking about now? Like chicken wings? <laughs> no, nothing's like... Well, actually, press a button. If you get chicken wings... Right? It's a I good say button. that's a great button. I would really enjoy that right now. Yeah, yeah. Me Same too. With us. Yeah, Me yeah. too. Put some wings, too. Same. It would be awesome. I need a wing button. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Yep. Oh, oh I got no. plenty oh, more. Oh, keep going. Please, please, please. Let's keep going. Don't want to take up. Uh, Let's keep, oh, no. come on. Well, what's your next story? I mean, it's Cat's um, birthday, so we should. It's Cat's birthday. Celebrate. She definitely wants to hear from her mother. <laughs> but, you know, it's a nightmare. <laughs> that's actually what Cat just said in the other room. <laughs> it's true. You guys, Wendy Williams is her own hot topic again. I got a heating pad on my feet. That is oh, irrelevant. A different, different kind of hot topic. On the Wendy Williams show yesterday, she referenced the segment's motto, which is "Their business is our business." 
business. It's so hot here. Is yeah. it? Yeah, okay. no. Oh, because yesterday during the marathon, it was a little chilly and rainy. I have no idea what that means. Mm. <laughs> well, there was a marathon. It was a Boston Marathon. That's where you live, and mm. it was rainy, and it's weird that it's hot today. You better not fall asleep. No, I'm, I'm, mean... I'm not going to fall asleep. I'm in the middle of doing this. Yeah, show's but... almost over. <laughs> yeah. Was that funny? <laughs> Tickles you a oh, little bit? Oh, she's laughing now. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks it's great. It's great, right? That's dangerous. <laughs> it is dangerous, uh, falling asleep with a heating pad on your feet. Right? I think I'm uh-huh. out, guys. I think I'm officially out. Oh, wow. man. I think that's it. That was pretty strong. Anyway, well, Wendy Williams talked about how um, her business of uh, getting a divorce and living in a sober house is now everybody's business, just like she talks about it on her show. What? Yeah! I just wanted more cats, Mom. Oh, God, I love her. Let's talk about some birthdays. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Ellen Barkin, John Cryer, Martin Lawrence, Peter Billingsley, Claire Foy, Chance the Rapper, and one of our favorite people here, the lovely Miss Kat Corbett. I'm Kat Corbett, and I'd like to turn you on. She does. (laughs) She does. It's, It's what she lives for. And well done. That's what's happening. Exactly. The 5 p.m. commercial-free hour is happening thanks to a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning on an all-new Kevin and Bean show, we've got some great guests. Mm -hmm. Oh, do we? Like who? Bono. What? What? Bono is on the show tomorrow, Kevin? Paul McCartney. What? Oh, my gosh. What is going on? Who else? Matthew Perry. Whoa, that seems like a turn. I mean, still good. Great, uh, great. A bit of a decline. Who else? (laughs) Uh, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, Oh, wow. Okay. He wants to reflect on the the diving shows. He does? (laughs) Why so soon? (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a great show, though. You really have to tune in. And And we have tickets for April Foolishness. Kevin's killing the improv. As well. I'm just saying we haven't planned it yet, so okay, <laughs> it's gonna be great, and we're all gonna love it. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock, K Rock, K O Q Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.